Hey everyone, welcome to Pieces of You, a show about life through the lens of four fierce and resilient women who lost their moms too damn soon. Each episode will feature stories to inspire hope, healing, and connection. Because if we work together, we can make the broken better. Hey everyone, this is Christine and I'm here with Erin. Hi Erin. Hi. Before we dive into our main episodes, we wanted to share a slice of our own stories, broken down into four mini episodes. We hope this will be an opportunity for you to get to know us, our moms, and how we got here. We are so excited to share with you. So how are you doing today, Erin? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. Erin, I would love for you to tell me about who your people are. It's a very loaded question. I like that it's so open, though, because your people can be anyone. I feel like my people are a lot of anyone's, (laughs) kind of like an amalgamation of people through different points in my life. I very much operate on the creating your own family and community. Um, I have uh, several really close friends that have come into my life at different points in my life that I keep very close to me and I consider family. In addition to that, my partner, Keith, definitely part of my people, my lovely cat son, Einstein, my people, and a lot of my family. Um, I have a very different kind of family structure, particularly my immediate family. My dad can be considered part of my people, Um, not for my entire life, but now as an adult, I consider him a part of my people. I think specifically, I have an aunt and uncle and cousins who I lived with after my mom died. Specifically, they're definitely closer to me than that extended family, but not quite immediate. It's a very gray area. I care about them very much, and they're kind of like a pseudo-immediate family for me. I really appreciate learning more about the people in your life. So next question, what is your work? It's kind of been all over the place. I've spent a lot of my adult life, my work has been in social services and in my community, particularly working with youth and young people, and I've really enjoyed that work. It stopped last year, COVID things happen, budget cutbacks and everything like that. Currently, my work is I work at a restaurant that I really enjoy I've done that on and off for a big part of my life. I'm good at it. It's nice. Sometimes it's a nice break from the really hard emotional work of being in social services. That's something that I have a a tricky relationship with. And I'm kind of working on developing what I want my work to be in the future. Doing this podcast is something that I'm super passionate about and that I hope to continue still working within a community setting and with other people. Um, I definitely enjoy that. So I'm kind of just working on what that looks like for me and taking it one step at a time. I feel like it is a theme for a lot of motherless daughters to be drawn Mm -hmm. to service, especially with youth. So Mm -hmm. that, that strikes me. I would love to hear more about your mom now. Can you share what her name is? Yeah. Her name is Cheryl Lynn Dittmarsen. That's her maiden name too, Dittmarsen. That's my family name. She was an outgoing person. She was very opinionated. She definitely could command a room whenever she walked into it. She could definitely be like the life of the party. She had a really big personality and very fiercely caring for the people in her life. She held her people close to her and was very protective of the people that she loved. 
I kind of think to like things that I remember about her too and like things that I liked about her. I always thought she was kind of like really fashionable. Um, there was a point in her life where not only did she work a full-time job, she was a single mother also. So she, But she was also an Avon lady for a time. And I specifically remember she was very into like makeup and had a lipstick in every other shade. And that was like her power move was a good lipstick. I appreciated that. And like she just, she would always wear like bright colors and fun clothes and shoes. And I think that she really enjoyed that part of like fashion and makeup and lipstick. And she shared that stuff with me when I became a teenager and everything. So that's something that I really appreciated about her. I would always steal her lipsticks too. She'd get those little mini lipsticks, like the trial lipsticks that came in the Avon. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I would steal those a lot. We were always very close with extended family. I feel like her role within the family dynamic, and I think a lot of people would agree that she was like, she was a little bit like the glue that held everybody together. She really tried to keep everybody connected and to make sure that people were spending time with each other and checking in with each other and showing that she cared about a lot of people and helping other people to show that within our family. Obviously, I've heard about her before because we've known each other for a little bit, but I just learned some new things today. So that's fun. I always think that's awesome to learn more about, especially with the clothes and and fashion. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And then the other thing I have to say, I got the chills a little bit because when you said she's opinionated and held the family together, I can see how maybe that's reflected in who you are now. Mm-hmm. I am wondering if you would share your story of loss with us. Yeah. I lost my mother when I was 16 as a teenager. As I mentioned before, um, she was a single mother. So my parents weren't together from when I was born. They were never married. So I was a loved child. But I feel like I had already kind of experienced certain types of loss in my life. My dad and I kind of had this very on and off again relationship. It wasn't very typical. It was kind of riddled with a lot of like fighting and um, not a traditional father figure, sometimes not a great one. And that's a totally different story. We've since have developed a good caring relationship between each other as two adults now. And that's been really nice to kind of heal that, particularly after the loss of my mom. Kind of experiencing that, I think that it made it almost harder for me and made the trauma responses larger after she passed. So I lost her when I was 16. I woke up one morning before school and noticed that she hadn't left for the day. I found her in her room, called 911. When they had gotten there, they took her to the hospital and I called my grandmother. She lived in town and everything. So my grandma came and we drove to the hospital and they had found that she had died of a cardiac arrest in her sleep very suddenly overnight. That was really tough. I feel like having that sudden loss, completely unexpected, and I think is unique to certain loss stories. I know that for people that I've heard from and shared with and everything. A lot of people experience a slow loss over time, a lot of cancer stories or struggles with mental health and addiction. That was very different for me and pretty traumatic as well, especially her being my only immediate family and like support system at that time. So that was quite the shift for me. 
I feel like I should say that also she did have breast cancer when I was younger. So between the ages of like five and eight for me, she was diagnosed with breast cancer pretty young when she was in her late 30s. But that had been cleared and everything. And she had been like very super healthy for like 10 years, which kind of made it even more of a shock because she overcame that. And then all of a sudden the heart problems happened and she died. Kind of piecing that together. And I think family structures have always been really difficult for me to kind of grapple with and to find my place within that structure after having it being uprooted from me so suddenly and traumatically. After she died, I moved in with my aunt and uncle, uh, who I mentioned before, who are my people, and my three younger cousins. They lived close, so I was still able to finish high school at the same school, uh, thankfully. And that was a big conversation with my family. We were all very communicative about it. My entire family got together and I was involved and talking about what's best for me, what did I want, how did I want things to go. And I feel grateful for that. I think that was a nice structure to have. But that transition was really hard. And I remember, well, I don't really remember much of anything. I think that trauma makes us kind of black out months or even years at a time of our lives. So I don't really remember a lot but I know some of it wasn't good, lots of lashing out. And I feel like anyone with a young parent loss can identify with that. I know that some of us in this podcast, we've talked about that because I think we've all lost our mother at a young age. So yeah, it was kind of rough for a while. Lots of me staying busy, not wanting to talk about it, not wanting to open up even to family about it and just not feeling comfortable with myself. That has since changed, (laughs) thankfully. I've been kind of a lot better with that, my communication, my boundary setting, my understanding of me and my place in the world and the place within our family structure, I think I've really solidified and that feels really good to me. And I think more recently, I finally felt safe within that family structure because I've created that for myself. It's a lot that you navigated at such a young age. I'm curious for you to share how not only... how the loss impacted you at that time, but how has it continued to impact you? Yeah, I think how it's impacted me, there's always been this overarching theme of like trying to, I don't want to say like find myself, but kind of like find myself, like without having an immediate family, trying to navigate family structures and also moving very quickly into adult life immediately on my own at 18 was a struggle. Um, I moved around a lot had a lot of bad relationships and just trying to kind of like verify myself, like affirm myself and seeking that out in really unhealthy and negative ways and kind of not, not allowing me to figure that out for myself, always seeking it out from outside sources. So a lot of the overarching theme for me has been affirming myself in my life, within my created family structure, within how I present myself to the world. And it's kind of changed from unhealthy to very healthy, healthy ways and boundary settings and creating things for myself that I feel comfortable and safe in. Changing from bad, sometimes abusive relationships at a young age or moving around a lot, not communicating very well with family, taking my grief out on people to now setting boundaries and creating family structures and affirming myself before I let anybody else affirm myself. But yeah, the overarching theme has been really trying to establish my place within my own family, creating new traditions, creating my own little family with my partner and my cat and building my own life 
kind of from the ground up without a whole lot of outside help, even emotionally, without any sort of like parental or immediate family structure. That's been something that I've kind of grappled with a lot. You're amazing, by the way. No, (laughs) I just want to say that. And you've touched on so many things that so our listeners know we're going to be circling back to some of the themes that you talked about, um, specifically boundaries. I know that's a big thing for all Mm -hmm. of us. And then also some of those destructive behaviors that we participated in at a young age. I I relate to that as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure our listeners will too. Yeah, absolutely. With that, I'm so curious what you feel you are bringing to the podcast because of your loss. I feel like I bring a unique perspective in terms of really empathizing with non-traditional family structures and also sudden loss. There haven't been many people that I have encountered through like my grief healing process and kind of encountering new people who are in the motherless situation that have a unique family structure like me or experience that sudden loss at such a young age. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I bring a lot of empathy um, and compassion towards those situations for sure. Mm -hmm. And as I said before, a big overarching theme and focus for me in my grief journey has been self-affirmation boundary setting, and creating safe spaces. Mm. Those are things that I still realize that I have to continuously work on for myself due to my circumstances and how I present myself to the world. I take a lot of pride in those things Mm -hmm. that I find ways to do that in healthy ways. And I hope to convey that, maybe, you know, help someone else figure out how to do that. But it is an ever-changing process too. It's always Mm -hmm. developing. It's always changing. So Mm -hmm. navigating that, that self-affirmation and boundary setting is super important to me. I wonder about that conscious effort to continue to do that for yourself. I think that's something that I just have recently in the last couple of years realized. I think that all of us would agree that like grief is a journey. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have an end date. It's ebbs and flows, ups and downs, but also that conscious effort to restructure yourself within that grief journey, Mm -hmm. where your boundary settings need to be at that time in your life. However, you know, wherever you are, if it's an up day, if it's a down day, adjusting your self-affirmations and boundaries changes to me at least, from what I've experienced, changes based on where you are in your grief journey. Yeah, I agree. You've provided some great insight today. Thank you so much for sharing your story today, Erin. I feel like it was an opportunity to learn more, and I just really appreciate your your perspective. Before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to add or share? No, I think that's that's it for now. I'm sure we'll get into more with all of our full-length episodes. Yes, I am really looking forward to that. Well, everyone, make sure to tune into our other mini episodes so you can get to know us better before we dive into our other hot topics. We so look forward to seeing you then. Take care, and remember, if we work together, we can make the broken better. Thank you again for sharing your story, Erin. feel like you need glue to put back pieces of you then we will work together to make the broken better when the wounds are fresh and new and you don't think that they'll heal soon you gotta stay open if you share your story it will get better though it doesn't feel like ever and you
for you.